Welcome to the Company of Dads podcast, where we explore the sweet, silly, strange, and sublime aspects of being a lead dad in a world where men who are the go-to parent aren't always accepted at work, among their friends, or in the community for what they're doing. I'm your host, Paul Sullivan. Our podcast is just one of the many things we produce each week at the Company of Dads. We have various features, including the Lead Dad of the Week. We have our community, both online and in person. We have a new resource library for all fathers. The one-stop shop to know about all of this is our newsletter, The Dad. So sign up today at thecompanyofdads.com backslash the dad. Today, my guest is Jeff Wickersham, founder of Morning Fire Coaching and leader of the Warrior Dad Experience. But trust me, after the name of those two businesses, he is actually a nice guy. Uh, well, at least on Zoom. Jeff is a father of two boys who had a 10-year career with American Express until he left to start his own coaching business. But even while at Amex, Jeff was a lead dad, not least of all because his wife, a teacher, had considerably less flexibility than he did. His coaching isn't aimed at making men better executives necessarily. It's aimed at making them more engaged, more intentional fathers and husbands. Welcome, Jeff, to the Company of Dads podcast. Paul, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Do you still have an Amex card? Uh, I do not anymore. Really? No, I don't. Why, why I, I was I was forced to move out of the company, so, uh, so <laughs> I do just, not have one anymore. You you cl you just clipped it up and you're like, yep. screw them. I don't yeah, need that. I, I said I'm 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 moving on. Wow. So then, what's your preferred card? Is it Visa, Mastercard? What do you know? it is? It is Visa. It is Visa. Mm -hmm. I worked for a company years ago, Bloomberg, uh, yep. 1999. And they gave us all diners club cards. <laughs> I was like, even back in 1999 in New York City, you're like, what do I do with this? Right. I don't know. Um, let's talk big picture first. You okay. know, you really cross this landscape here of sort of helping men be be their best and 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 you know, in a holistic way. What are some of the common challenges that you found that the dads, you know, face? I mean, one of the things we try to do here at at the company of dads is, is, is bring us together, find things that, you know, you unite us, you know, whatever we do for a living. So what, what, are, what are some of the common challenges that, that you've found? Yeah. Number one, I would say is that they're struggling in quiet isolation, mm -hmm. right? Where they're dealing yeah. with stuff. And I think inherently, we just think that it's only us that are dealing with these struggles mm -hmm. or challenges. And then we think about what's wrong with me personally, versus I always like to stay. I could, grab a golf ball, tee it up and hit it and hit at least five houses where there would be dads that are dealing with something similar or in that same space. So I think that's number one is this thought that hey, it's something wrong with me necessarily, which mm -hmm. listen, why do you think that is? Well, you know, why do you think that is like, you know, if, if we, we, if we tore our Achilles, we wouldn't think, oh, I'm the only person who's ever torn his Achilles or our ACL or something like that. We're like, oh, there are a bunch of other people. Why is that when it comes to sort of the, the meta side of it? We think we're, we're completely alone. Yeah, I, I think social media has something to do with it, right? We see everybody's highlight reels all the time out there. And that probably gives us this perception of other people crushing it. And why am I not at that stage or at that point? Or why am I dealing with the struggles? I would say that that would be a you know main factor where years ago, we didn't have that kind of comparison theory that we could just pick up our phone and and see it whenever we wanted yeah. and at every drop of the the day if we wanted to. Yeah. Okay. What else? Well, what, what else when you think about co common challenges? Time, right? This, uh, yeah. this battle with time. Yeah. I hear it all the time. I'm just I'm too busy. 
And when I hear I'm too busy, it's it's like fingernails down a chalkboard because to me that means you have zero control over your schedule and control over your life. And we all get the same 24 hours in a day. Paul, you get the same 24 hours in a day I have. But so many people just kind of throw up that white flag and just say, I'm, I'm too busy rather than taking a step back and being intentional with, okay, where do I plan my day out? How am I going to attack the things that truly matter? Yeah. And so much of our days are wasted doing things that truly don't light us up or truly don't you know, add into our family dynamic. That's interesting. I, I don't say I'm too busy, but I say, I, I wish I had more time. Like I, I feel like I maximize the time that I have. And there's certain things that I, you know, prioritize. I mean, you, you can't be the founder of something called the company of dads and, and not be an engaged father and not try right. to be a, a great husband. And so it's very rare that my, my inbox gets down to zero and I, I am a zero inbox guy. I can't, I uh, my wife, my wife has like 47,000 unread uh, emails <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my goodness, what do you do? I want to just go and like, d- just start deleting for her, for her to get them down to like 10,000. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's it. I wish I could sort of sometimes clone myself, but that's not, I don't, is that what you're talking about? Are you talking more about men who can't, you know, prioritize and, and get things done? Yeah, I, I would say more on the side of prioritize and get things done, yeah. right? They're, they're just, there's no clear direction. You could ask them, what do you want? And they won't be able to define what they want. They can tell you what they don't want, but they haven't gone through that process of, being an intentional, defining who they're going to show up as, as a dad, as a husband in work, in their energy capacity. And so they're kind of left adrift on that raft in the ocean and they're just going where the current takes them. And it, then, then it's very, it's very difficult to get things done and, and play actively in life. I mean, are, are are they overwhelmed? Is it, is it like sapping their energy? What's going on? Uh, Overwhelm is a huge, huge component, right? Where they, once you start playing defense and you're on your heels and I've coached, you know, I've coached my two sons in basketball, right? You're playing defense, your knees are bent, your quads are burning. That's how so many people play from the moment the alarm clock goes off, right? What, yeah. what does 95% of people do the minute the alarm clock goes off? They check their phone, they check text, they check email, they get negativity in, and then you're playing that defense for the remainder of your day. So overwhelm, depression, being anxious. All of those things are just huge components to to what dads are facing in these days. Yeah, I mean, here here's the you know yeah, look, I'm I'm the guy who when I talk to my therapist uh, at the end of it, I don't just say, oh wow, it was great to sort of unload all these things. I say, what should I do? You know, what, yep. what are, g- g- give me two or three things to do uh, under the uh, assumption that uh, unlike some of the guys you're you're dealing with, I don't think I'm alone. Uh, I, I think that probably the things that I'm going through are very common and that somebody as a trained therapist has probably heard this story hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So therefore he has some ideas as to what you should do. So when you, you know, when these men come to you and, you know, obviously they, you know, they're probably at a point where they need help or else they wouldn't be coming to you. Well, right. What do you do? How, how do you, how do you help them? Yeah. I, I love to focus on energy, right? The energy you bring to each and every day. Many times it's not, Time management, it's energy management. You bring a higher level of energy, you're going to get more done quicker. And I like to say you can then bend time to your will. How do I do that with men? You control in your bookends, right? Dads control their bookends. What's that PM bookend look like and bookend look like? How do you prepare for a great night's sleep? So many people, 
dads especially aren't intentional with how do I wind down? How do I shut away the work emails? How do I get family time? How do I have a digital sunset? And then how do I get a great night's sleep? Sleep restores the body physically and mentally. Then when you wake up in the morning, that AM bookend, you're not checking your cell phone. You're not checking work, emails, texts, no outside distractions. I like to say, give me 1% of your day, which is 14 minutes, 40 seconds. Stack seven wins real quick in that 1% of your day. You'll feel all this progress, all this momentum. I like to say it's jet fuel in your, in your veins where you're lighting yourself up physically, mentally, emotionally. You're connecting with your family. And that's how you can get some semblance of control in an otherwise chaotic world. So it's extremely powerful to dial in those bookends. Yeah, I, I like that. But, you know, we've talked a lot at the company dads about unlinking uh, the bond between masculinity and money um, because that can be very pernicious. But there is a culture in our country of, of men bragging about how little sleep they they get you know whatever your political party is both both donald trump and bill clinton when they were presidents both talked about uh how little sleep they got like under four hours a, a, a night and wore it as a a badge of honor you, you don't have anybody r running for president saying you know I, I make sure i get you know uh eight, eight hours of sleep a night what do we do if, if there's a that sort of cultural headwind uh that that sort of links productivity with the least amount of sleep possible yeah, I used to be in that camp, right? I, I used to tell my late mother, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Well, if I would have kept that lack of sleep going, I would be sooner rather than later. I mean, science has now said if you get less than seven hours of sleep, you're doubling your risk of cancer, right? So I, I use seven hours as the baseline, and I can feel the difference when I get a quality seven hours sleep versus if I have a difficult, challenging night's sleep and I get six hours and 15 minutes. I can physically and mentally feel the difference. Yeah. What happens in what I would say large portion of the population, what they're doing, they're drinking caffeinated drinks to wake up, to actually get some energy. And, and, and caffeine doesn't give you energy. It actually just blocks these receptors in your brain that notify the body and the mind that you're tired. So you do that and it just becomes a habit, right? Just like anything. And you just get so used to that lack of sleep. And unfortunately, we don't have warning signs that'll just go off when things are going internally in our body. But over time, it's it just has a, a huge, huge impact. And I've doubled down all my sleep the past couple of years. And I've definitely known the, the and felt the difference in, uh, in my energy level. You know, I, I can imagine, I mean, I'm just projecting here from my own experience. Like, you know, everybody feels better when they get more sleep and you, you do it for a couple of nights and they like, okay, I can push it tonight. I can get, you know, less sleep. Or if you're trying to get those last couple of things done so that your, your mind isn't racing when you, you go to bed, it's a bit of a chicken in the egg. So, you know, for, for guys who are listening, what do you do if, if the natural inclination is to, you know, stay up another 15 minutes, another 30 minutes, not to watch, you know, a game, which is fine too, but, but to try to get, you know, work done so you can be more productive the next day. But, you know, if you don't get enough sleep, that's going to, you know, chip into your productivity. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you're doing that, you're severely impacting your quality of sleep mm -hmm. because if you're getting blue light, your melatonin production is dropping by probably more than 50% from some of the studies I've run. So your quality of sleep is poor. You might still get six and a half, seven hours, but you're not getting that restorative sleep as well as 
getting away and having a clean break, especially for dads, because we're kind of, I think we've been brought up to be financially career driven and provider focused by cutting off and, and making a clean break. Okay. Work is done. I'm transitioning from my career. Now I'm dad and husband of the year, and I'm going to step into that role, step into the identity. It allows you to be so much more present. And then you have that ability to pour into your kids and your and your family and have these micro moments that, listen, at the end of the day, your kids don't care about how much money you make. They care about how present you are and how intentionally you pour into them and you do good, you know, funny things and have these experiences and all of those pieces. So I, I really coach dads to make that clean break and get away from it and pour into your family because we only, we only get 18 seasons with our, with our kiddos. Yeah. How do you, I mean, I could see this being uh, uh, an easier conversation to have in a post COVID as, as so many people, so many companies are rethinking uh, how we work, where we work, when we work. Have you seen uh, people being more receptive to this than they might've been? I know you, you started coaching in 2016, then they might've been pre COVID where, not working, not answering emails late at night was seen as a lack of commitment to your to your job. Absolutely. I would say people have rethought what's important to them. Right. right. We went through this huge event and it it had people question maybe they lost somebody that was close to them, right? That that passed and they they had an opportunity to pause. And my son said when COVID first hit, they they were like, time is standing still. And I said, Time's still operating at the same pace. It's that we got off the treadmill and all our habits and routines stopped on a dime. So we had to get all these different things and we were we were changing. That's why time slowed down. So I think that gave everybody a pause and a time to reflect and say, what, what impact do I want to have? And how do I want to spend my time? Do I want to be answering emails late at night when I could be spending quality time with my wife or having a moment? reading a book in bed to my son or daughter. I think people really, really thought hard about where their values are and where they want to be in the future. The guys that you've worked with, you know, what have they come in wanting to achieve? And, you know, obviously you, you can even highlight, but what have they achieved or what could they expect to achieve in, in general? It's number one is control, right? Controlling those bookends gives them some semblance of control throughout their days. And by dialing that in, they feel all this positive energy coming through. So, so that would be one. Number two would be intentionally pouring into their kids, giving these strategies and tactics. And, and Paul, we learn at the highest level in the warrior dad experience where we're not only learning, we're taking action, but then we're sharing it with our families. And there's nothing like getting a picture from, I remember Alex, who was in class two, you know, he's got a glass of water and his four kiddos under the age of seven are all holding up their glass of water and they're all doing it together, right? And and that's family tree changing and generational changing when we can set them up with these tools, strategies, and habits. So controlling the bookends, one, consistency. People lack that consistency day in and day out to do the small mundane things. They're unsexy. They're not the grand slam walk-off home run that everybody loves to hit, but they're truly the difference maker in being disciplined, being accountable, being consistent, and showing up the best version of yourself. So controlling the bookends, being consistent, and then being around a brotherhood of other family-focused, growth-minded dads who want the best for their kids, want the best for themselves, best from their wives. When you join a group, 
it inherently raises your game because you don't mm-hmm. want to look like the worst player in in a group of 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 dads. So you you raise your game, and when everybody does that, it's it's amazing to uh, to watch. You talked about some you know small changes that that you know, people make, not the walk off home run, but you know the the singles or even I guess the walk gets you on base. Um, yeah. Give me an example of of three or four of those that people can do. Yeah, I mean I drinking a glass of water first thing when you wake up, longest stretch of the day. Yep. There you go. I got, I got, I'm going to drink some water. (laughs) Longest stretch of the day you go without water. When you sleep, you're dehydrated. Your mind and your lungs are 80 plus percent water. So by drinking a full glass of water, you start that, that wake up process, right? Movement, moving the body. We are physically made to move. Paul, you and I were just having a discussion prior to, to jumping on here about longevity. We, we need to move. We need to stay in a shape if we want to be 75, 80 and still hitting the golf course. That's a small, simple. And I, I'm not saying you have to do a 45 minute hit workout. I'm saying just move for three minutes. That starts that process. Eventually you'll start to do more, but, but make it so simple and easy. It's almost laughable. So those two, yeah. then writing down something you're grateful for. Gratitude is such a powerful practice that we just don't get into. Mm-hmm. When you write down something you're grateful for, one time over a 10-week period, you increase your happiness level by 25%. Like that's something so simple because what happens, we tune into what we're grateful for. What yeah. do we see? More things we're grateful for. It's like the, you know, buy the new car, reticular activating system. All of a sudden you see all that, that same car on the road. They were always there. Your mind right. just wasn't yeah, into yeah, yeah. it. So that's, that's number three. The last one that's near and dear to my heart is connecting with your loved ones. I write my sons and wife, a note every single day, leave it outside their door. Post-it notes, my late mother who, who passed from breast cancer about nine years ago, she used to write post-it notes. She had every different color of post-it note in the world, but I'd leave my sons and wife a, a note. My youngest son has hundreds of them on his door. What a great token of our love as the leaders, as the dads to say, hey, yeah. I was thinking about you and I'm writing you a note every single day. So those are four of the quick wins you yeah. can stack in less than 15 minutes and it, it lights you up. Uh, I love this, Jeff. One, one last question for you. I want you to really define this because you talk about the warrior dad experience and I can see some people may uh, hear that and be uh, totally inspired. Uh, and some people may misunderstand what it means. Like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a warrior dad. I'm a, you know, ride, ride the lawnmower, uh, walk the dog dad. What do you mean exactly by the the warrior dad it's a mentality to fight for everything you want in life and it it could be your kids future it could be giving them the strategies tactics tools that aren't taught in school that they need to have to have grit embody resiliency have this determination so they can thrive in life it could be the warrior mentality to be in shape so you can live a long life. It's it's getting into the fight and playing offense rather than defense. And I see, unfortunately, so many dads that are playing defense, just punting everything. And they're they're stuck in this rut. They're they're like we talked about earlier, that quiet isolation, despair, anxiety, depression, all those things. It's it's being on your toes and attacking life and having that energy and and understanding that like just our conversation today. What a gift that we get to get on Zoom and and talk a little bit. I mean, that it gives me goosebumps when I just talk about it because 
it's so, so incredibly powerful when you can use that way. So warrior is that fight mentality and getting into it, knowing every day is not going to be easy, but it's not supposed to be. But when we can do it together, when we can continue to get up on our toes, when we can share our journey with our kids, we're going to be paying it forward for generations to come. Jeff Wickersham, founder of Morning Fire Coaching and leader of the Warrior Dad Experience. Thanks for being my guest today on the Company Dads Podcast. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Company of Dads Podcast. I also want to thank the people who make this podcast and everything else that we do at the Company of Dads possible. Helder Mira, who is our audio producer. Lindsay Decker, who handles all of our social media. Terry Brennan, who's helping us with the newsletter and audience acquisition. Emily Servin, who is our web maestro. And of course, Evan Roosevelt, who is working side by side with me in many of the things that we do here at the Company of Dads. It's a great team. um, And we're, we're just trying to bring you the best in fatherhood. Remember, the one-stop shop for everything is our newsletter, The Dad. Sign up at thecompanyofdads.com backslash the dad. Thank you again for listening.